John chapter 6 this morning, and we're going to start in verse number 5. We're going to read a familiar portion of Scripture this morning as we think about Thanksgiving uh, this weekend. John chapter 6, starting at verse number 5, the Bible says, When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. And let's pray this morning as we we begin. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful that we get to be in your house today, Lord. We're so blessed uh, daily, Lord, from you all around us, Lord, even things that we may not even think of, Lord. And I pray today as we open your word, as we uh, learn about this uh, lad and uh, what he gave to you, Lord, that we can learn in our own lives how we can be thankful for all that you've given to us. We pray these things in your son's precious name. Amen. So it's Thanksgiving weekend, and we know, especially as believers, that we are to be thankful. And this is nothing new. You know, you're not surprised to hear that today at church on this Thanksgiving Sunday uh, we read in this passage that as uh, as Jesus took the the loaves and the fish, that he gave thanks uh, for the food before he distributed it to the disciples. We are to give thanks. Psalm 105, verse 1, it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing, un- sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Uh, talk ye of all his wondrous works. And you know, it's it's one thing to be... You know, to, to be thankful within our thoughts. But the psalmist here, he is a bit more involved. He says, call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Talk about his wondrous works. Uh, Paul in Ephesians, he says in verse 520, he says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always for all things. And maybe today you say, well, you know, you don't know the cards that have been dealt to me. Have you ever heard anyone say that? You know, you don't know what my life is like. You know, what what do I have to be thankful for? But when God tells us in his word that we're to be thankful, he doesn't give us special conditions of when to give thanks. There's no special clause there for when you're going through a difficult time. Paul says in Ephesians, he says, always for all things. That's all the time for everything. And Paul understood this concept of giving thanks. You know, he wasn't walking around shaking his finger at people, telling them that they need to give thanks while he himself was ungrateful, but rather the opposite. He knew about giving thanks. He knew about praising God in the harshest of times. First Thessalonians 5.18, he says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in in Christ Jesus concerning you. Philippians 4.11, it says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. 
And this is Paul writing from prison saying that what, no matter what my life is like, I know I need to be content. He knew about giving thanks. We know about in Acts when he's thrown into prison uh, with Silas and they, they sing praises to God. He was able to be content. He knew how to be thankful no matter what the circumstances were in his life. And today we need to be thankful. Uh, students in a Kentucky high school found a way to say thank you to the custodian that kept their school buildings in order. Ricky Spaulding, it, uh, for Ricky Spaulding, it was just a routine call to go to the gymnasium, gymnasium to clean up a spill, but it was far from routine. This time, Spaulding was presented with a check for $1,900 to enable him and his wife to travel to Italy to see his two-month-old granddaughter. The baby was born to Spaulding's son, who was stationed in Italy while uh, with the U.S. Na- uh, Navy. I was just about absolutely speechless, Spaulding said. When I think of the generosity of the students and the staff here, just for me, it's just an overflowing of emotion. So they were thankful for this man who did work in the school and they cleaned up, and they wanted to show their thankfulness, so they gave to them. The students gave of their of themselves. They knew that he had this granddaughter that he wanted to visit, but it was not possible within a salary, so they gave to him because they were thankful. You know, how do we show thanks to those um, who take care of us, who serve us? You know, in our, in our lives all around us, we usually give to them. When someone does something nice for them, we want to give something back to them. Even if it's just a, a, a way of saying thanks or gratitude in a card, or you're leaving a tip for a server, or some way that you say, I, I want to pay you back for what you've done. I want to show you that I'm thankful. A way to show that we're thankful is to give. And in this passage, this ladder, this young boy, I believe in him giving, he was thankful. And that is why he gave. You know, the, the crowd had known about the teaching of Christ and the miracles. Um, maybe this young lad, in seeing all that was being done, all the miracles, maybe it had affected his life. Maybe he saw someone close to him who was healed or God did a miracle in his life. But whatever the reason, he had a desire to follow Christ and to learn of him. And when the opportunity arose to give, he took that opportunity and he gave what he had to Christ. So I want you to notice a few things here this morning of this young lad that I believe things that he would have been thankful for in this situation. I believe he was thankful for where he was. Thankful for where he was. In Luke 9.10 uh, this is one of the uh, the few passages that within all the Gospels uh, there's record of, especially in the miracles. So in Luke 9, verse 10, uh, it says, And the apostles, when they were returned, told him all that they had done. And he took them and went aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. And that was on the northeastern shore of the Sea of Galilee. So uh, Christ and the apostles, they depart uh, to try to get away. Uh, Mark 6, verse 33, and it says, And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither out of all cities, and outwent them, and came together unto him. So these people, they were excited to hear Jesus. You know, they see the ship leaving, they're wondering where Jesus is departing, they kind of see where they're trying to get to, so they actually follow him on foot, they catch up to where the ship was sailing to. And I believe as this young lad sees Jesus leaving, he, he's just, 
he just wants to be there. I think he's thankful at that moment that he's sitting there at the feet of Jesus, learning from him, hearing from him, seeing these miracles. You know, he was sitting there freely under the teaching of God. You know, we talk about, uh, especially in other parts of the world today, of people uh, who are um, under persecution, who aren't by law able to meet as a church, to learn of God, to read a Bible, to even own one. In those days, they weren't far off from where they had known their own uh, family members who were in captivity, people that they would have known. It would have been fresh in this young uh, man's life that, you know, this is a great thing that we're able to sit here today and listen to Christ. You know, we should thank God that we have freedom to meet and to worship Him. You know, are you thankful that you get to be here this morning? You know, I'm thankful that I get to be here in this church to worship our God. We should be thankful to God that we're able to sit under the preaching of God's word. Second Timothy 3.16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. And he goes on to say in uh, chapter 4, verse 2, it says, Preach the word. You know, scripture is profitable and we're to preach it. Are you thankful today that you're under the preaching of God's word? You know, and it's not something special because of the messenger who's speaking, but because the word of God is open. What's important is the source of the message. You know, I don't care who's preaching, if it's a young person or if um, I'm somewhere and you, you hear uh, kids sharing a lesson, something like that. They're opening God's word. They're sharing freely God's word. And we should be thankful that we have that opportunity to listen, to learn from God. These people had a desire to hear from the Lord. You know, many times, Jesus, especially in this instance, they were trying to just get away to have a bit of rest, to just have some time to themselves. But we see as they, they, they got away, people would seek them out to hear more and to see more of these miracles. But we see here in this passage, or um, actually in Mark, in, in the record there, it says that when Jesus saw this multitude of people coming, you know, even though they were trying to get away, trying to rest, he saw the people and he was moved with compassion towards them. They were hungry for the word. They expended their time. They expended energy to get to where Jesus was just to hear them, traveling miles by foot to hear them. Uh, it wasn't too long ago where... Uh, Brother Mark Logan was with us and he was sharing that presentation and he showed us all these different countries that he goes to 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 try to help people who are persecuted, people who don't have easy access to the word. And they crave the word of God. They want to hear the word of God. And they would pack out these little rooms with a little light just so that they could hear the preaching of the word of God. You hear about stories of missionaries over in Africa where people travel miles. They travel hours just to be at a church service so they could hear the preaching of God's word. And the, and the preaching goes on for hours because they know these people traveled to hear and they're hungry for the word. They're hungry for spiritual food. And I think a lot of times that's where we go wrong today in our society. We're not hungry for spiritual food. We're more concerned with the physical. You know, I'm, I'm too tired to go to church today or the drive is too long or the service starts too soon or I don't I don't even want to be there just you know that service that that church just doesn't go with my style doesn't appeal to my flesh in John 26 uh, as you continue on in the passage 
Jesus addresses this very thing when after this, uh, after this uh, feeding of the 5,000 happened and they followed him to another place, it says that they found him on the other side of the sea. And they said unto him, Rabbi, why camest thou hither? Verse 26, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. He says, you came for the physical, but what you really need to seek is the spiritual. Physical is going to last for a moment, but spiritual is everlasting. So you may look for something that satisfies physically. You may look for a church that fills your physical needs. But what matters is spiritual filling. Physical is but momentary. Be thankful you get to be in a church where you're going to be spiritually fed. This this little lad was thankful for where he was. It was where he was supposed to be. He was in his place. How do I know this? Because we see that God used them. It was where he was supposed to be. There he was, sitting amongst the people, listening to God as he taught them. He was content. He was thankful. You know, as you, as you read these uh, passages, you read these stories, you know, at least me personally, I, I try to envision what it looked like. And I, I picture them sitting by the, by the sea on a beautiful sunny day, sitting on the grassy area, and they're listening to Christ teach them. There he was. You know, maybe no one recognized him. Maybe he was there by himself. Maybe because he was little, he got pushed aside as people tried to get closer to hear a bit better. He was just there in his place. You know, he wasn't there as the caterer for the 5,000. You know, have you ever been to somewhere, a family gathering, and someone walks in with the food? You know, they're the hero of the party. The food's arrived. That wasn't his case. He was there. He was just there in his place where he was supposed to be thankful. And when the time was right, we see that the Lord used him and brought him to the front. So he was thankful for where he was. But secondly, I believe that he was thankful for what he had. He was thankful for what he had. In verse number 9, it says, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? So these loaves were, most likely were little wafers of barley bread. Thin, something almost like a, a, a crispy pita. The coarse barley bread would be less expensive than wheat flour, so that would, it really would be a staple for a poor family. And the fish that he had were probably uh, little dried sardines of that sort. And in those days, barley was used as food for horses. So it was really, um, it was something that you, you can tell the kind of family he came from. It would have been a poorer class in society. But I believe he was thankful for what he had. The loaves and fish that he had seemed to be given freely. You know, he did not have his lunch hidden away out of embarrassment for what he was eating. But we see that he freely gave it to the Lord. It would not have been taken away with force. And Christ would not have used something that was given begrudgingly. Second Corinthians 9.16, it says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, 
And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. God loveth a cheerful giver. I believe that he was happy to give what he had. I believe he was thankful for what he had as he gave it to Jesus. But look at what happened. As he gave this food and they, and they, they take it to Christ, what is said about it? He says, what are, what are they so, among so many? You know, what, what is this? He wasn't trying to be rude or mean, but he was just being practical and he was saying, Jesus, I, I really don't know what we're going to do with this to feed this many people. Are you thankful for what you have today? And if you are, are you willing to give it to God? You say, well, I don't, I don't really have too much to offer. Well, this little lad, all he had were these five loaves and two fishes. You know, God blessed him with those. He was provided with those. And today we have blessings in our life. And sometimes in our lives as Christians who say, eh, do I really have much to offer God? Do I really have anything I can serve him with? And we try to, we try to, we evaluate our lives compared to others and what other people are doing. But God has blessed each and every one of us with things that we can give back to God that He can use. And maybe Satan is saying to you, you know, what is the use of you even trying to do anything? No, you can't serve God. You can't speak very well or you can't walk down the road like everyone else and hand up flyers or maybe you don't have money to, to give to that special Project, why do you even bother trying? And maybe you feel discouraged. But let me tell you, God has blessed you with what you have, and He can use it for something greater than you can imagine. Are you thankful today for what you have in your life, for where you are? Give thanks always for all things, like Paul said in Ephesians. Use your talents for the Lord. Use your time for the Lord. Use your skills for the Lord. Use whatever money you have for the Lord. Pray for one another. Encourage. Teach. Share. Spend time. Call someone. Give someone a hug. Bake something for someone. Just use what God has given you in your life and give it to Him and He's going to use it for greater things than you can imagine. God has blessed us all. This little lad, for what little he had, he was still in his place. He was where God wanted him. And he was there with his basket, ready to do whatever God wanted in his life. He was thankful for what he had. And lastly, I believe that this little lad, he was thankful for what Christ did. I think of all the things he would have been thankful for that day as he went home was what Christ did that day. In John 6, verse 5, it says, When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what, what he would do. So they were in Bethsaida, and this was Philip's hometown. That's who Christ was addressing here. So Philip knew the town. He knew of anyone, if, if they had to go buy bread, where he can go get it from, how much it would cost. But he saw the task of providing food for that many people so hopeless that he says, what's the, like, what can we even do? We should just send these people home. We should send them out so that they can, they can fend for themselves. 
We see that Andrew was a bit more optimistic. He knew about the boy in the crowd who had the loaves and the fishes. But I think after studying this out and reading this, one of my favorite verses in this passage is verse number 6, when it says, And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Aren't you thankful today that God knows what to do? He knows what to do in your life. The problem seemed hopeless. They had no clue. But God just said, no, what should we do? But he already knew what he was going to do. He knew what was already planned out. He knew about that little lad that was there with his little basket of lunch. Matthew 14, verse 15 and 16, it says, And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. His disciples, they were ready to send the hungry crowd away to fend for themselves. They saw the need that was there, but they didn't have the compassion that Christ had for the crowd. And Jesus told them that it would not be necessary. In verse number 11 of our passage, we'll continue reading a passage we read earlier. It says, And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were sat down. And likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto the disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. We see that Christ gave thanks. You know, I, I wonder what, what, what may, might have he said in that prayer when he was giving thanks. I believe he thanked his heavenly Father for all that he provided. I believe in that prayer he was thankful for that lad. I think he said, I, you know, Father, thank you that this young lad was here today and that he was willing to give what he had. I believe he was thankful for that. In our lives, as we, as we look at what we have and the blessings that we have that sometimes we may not think are blessings, we try to hold on to things and do it ourselves. You know, we, we try to work things out. But if we were just to give them to God, how much greater can God do with what we give him? Do you think little lad was thankful that he gave his lunch to Jesus that day? I think so. I think he was very thankful that he had done that. He had seen the miracles before. He had heard the teachings. But now he was there that day. He got to be a part of that miracle. And what a blessing to be a part of that. Can you imagine the stories he told when he got home? Can you imagine the stories, you know, you have kids and they come home, they tell you the story about their day? Well, can you imagine coming home from that, hearing Jesus teach all day? Mom, Dad, I gave him the five barley loaves and fishes. And can you imagine after it was all over, there was 12 baskets of leftovers. God used me. What an amazing day that would have been for him. I believe he was thankful for that. How many lives he was able to touch because he gave God what he had. They were fed physically that day, but they were fed spiritually as well. 
And this was all in God's plan to teach the people later on about the bread of life. He used this, and later on in the chapter we see him teaching them about the bread of life, about not hungering anymore. In John 6.14, it says, Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. So even after this miracle, it was used and it revealed to some of these men that were there that said, this, this is who Moses was talking about when the, they said that the, a, a prophet would come, when the Messiah would come. Uh, Deuteronomy 18.15, it says, The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of, thee, of thy brethren like unto me. Unto him ye shall hearken. And that clicked with the people and they realized that this was Jesus Christ. This is the Son of God who we've been waiting for. God used this situation in a way to teach them and feed them spiritually. All because a young boy decided he was going to give God what he had. As thankful as he was to be there and that he had a lunch, I believe he would have been most thankful for what God had done that day. That God was able to use him. That God was able to teach more people because he obeyed and gave what he had. You know, as we study scripture, as we read throughout scripture, so many times God uses the small things. He does this for a reason so that he will get the glory. You know, pastor's been preaching on uh, Judges and Gideon and how Gideon, he fought the battle with an army of 300 people. You know, why? Why not the 32,000? Why not more? But God said, I'm going to use the little things. Why did he use a shepherd boy with five smooth stones to slay a giant? Why not use one of the, the, the larger, more experienced soldiers? He used the small things. Why did he use a starving widow to feed Elijah? Can you imagine that? This widow's ready to die, and God says, I'm going to use that widow to help you. What about the widow that cast in two mites? You know, this widow cast, uh, Christ said, this widow hath cast more in than all they which have into the treasury. Her two mites was more. Do you believe that today? Do you think God used her two mites more than all that was given? I believe so. What have you been blessed with today? And maybe today you don't see that as a blessing. But God has given us what we have today. And he can use what he's given us to his glory to do something greater than we can imagine. So I don't know the hand that you've been dealt today. I don't know what's in your life. I don't know what's going on. But I do know what God can do with your life. I know, I, I know what God can do with what he has given you Be thankful for where you are today and what you have in your basket, whatever it may be. Be thankful like God said that he knows what to do. He already knows what to do in our lives, and we can be thankful for that, that God is in control. That little lad was there for a reason with his basket that day. So let me ask you this. What what are you here today for? Where are you today in your life? What, what's the reason that you're going through what you're going through? What's the reason that you've been blessed with what you've been blessed with today? What's the reason that God has given you whatever's going on in your life 
And I'm not talking about just negative things, but positive things. What has God given you today? And for what reason? Uh, this week at our, our WBF, we were talking a bit and we were talking about the sovereignty of God and how God is able. And God in his sovereignty, he oftentimes uses people, uses things in ways that we would never think to do. He uses people, he uses situations for his glory and to fulfill his purpose. So this young lad, he was there for a reason. He didn't know the impact of going to hear Christ that day. He didn't know that the, the offering of his small lunch would have a great impact. He didn't know of Christ's miracle. He didn't know that one day he would be recorded in Scripture. Can you imagine that? This young lad who had known about the Old Testament Scriptures, he had known what the prophets had said, he had known what, known what Moses had said. Do you, had any, do you think he had any idea that one day he would be part of Scripture? Isn't that amazing? Because he obeyed what God had for his life. He gave back to God what was given to him. So in our lives, things may not work the way we think they should work. And that's what we talked about this, this Thursday at our, our, at our meeting. You know, sometimes God works around in, in other ways that we don't know. Isaiah 55 verse 9, it says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, God may be working a different way than you ever would think. We can be thankful for whatever is in our life today, whatever the situation is in our life, because God can be working something out that we have no idea. We may not even know until heaven one day. As I was thinking about this and just how God works in different ways, I was thinking of my mom. When my mom was younger, uh, she, my parents were from Guyana, and uh, they were when she was younger, she was a seamstress. She used to uh, sew dresses. She used to make wedding dresses, bridesmaids' dresses, and she was very skilled at it. Uh, my mom told me that um, when her cousins and her family, they'd go to the movies on a Friday night. It was a big deal. They'd go out. They would bring her material, and within a two-hour span, she would measure them, cut the material, and sew them a brand-new dress so that they could wear it out that night. She'd make wedding dresses, bridesmaid dresses, all things like that for whole weddings. And then my parents wanted to come to Canada to give us a better life. And that's great. And I know that they would do anything for us. And they came to this country. And then my mom started working in a factory sewing, making minimum wage. And I didn't know that my mom was that seamstress until I was older. And you start thinking, like, why? Why? Why would why would this happen? And I know my mom never thought that way. She was humble about it. She would never never say or be ungrateful for the work that she was able to do and to provide for us. But it makes you wonder, like, why why did it work out that way? And then you look at the situations that had happened in our lives, and it was through my mom's job that another factory worker that was there, they were able to invite our family out to church, get us back in church. You know, we were out of church for a while, and God used someone there. You know, if if my mom hadn't had that job, you know, maybe I wouldn't be standing here today. God works things out for a certain reason. And I'm not saying that because my mom is complaining about it, but if if God had, or if she had it another way, or if I had it the way I think it should have been, 
My mom should have had her own business making wedding dresses for people, making lots of money, but that's not the way God had it, and God had a plan. And my mom was able to help witness other people at her workplace and just things like that. It doesn't always work out the way you think it will work because God's sovereign. He's able to do what he wants to do in his own way. So what is in your life today? What do you have that God has blessed you with? Are you thankful for thankful today? Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be thankful because God has blessed us. And no matter what or where we are in life, God can do something great with what he has given to you if you give it back to him. Let's pray this morning. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful that we have your word and that you care for us, you bless us with so much, Lord, and that you not only take care of us physically, Lord, but you feed us spiritually. And I pray that everyone here today, Lord, would examine their life and look at what you've blessed us with, even the things that we may not consider a blessing. Lord, what are you doing in our life? And I pray that we would learn to thank you in all things, that we would give all things back to you so that we can see you do greater things in our lives. And we pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.